I know JR, I remember talking to JR last year on EPAR Trade, and I walked away thinking, man, I'm blown away by this guy's energy and positivity. I need to take some of that for myself and apply it. And uh, I see him down there. Just it's great to be able to see someone like year over year as they grow their business and grow their presence in the motorsports world. It's amazing. Exactly. And it's not just the brand, it's the people behind like JR. Here he is. There you go. You're on. I'm I'm fueling up on energy right now. You guys have caught me on the West Coast. I've uh, I've been on all three time zones in the last 48 hours. So uh, we're uh, we're getting fueled up right now. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. It's good to be with you guys, man. I know we've uh, gosh, this is three years. I think we've been we've been with you obviously from the start, and uh, yeah. you know been obviously just friends with uh, with Francis and Judy for a long time, and we're. Happy to see your growth as well as ours. It's it's uh, it's a fun little family sharing thing we got going. Well, we couldn't have done it without su suppliers like you, and you jumped on immediately. So we thank you. Absolutely, thank you. it's a great program. I'm I'm happy to be a part of it. Joe, on to you. Thank you, Francisque and Judy. All right, Jr. Now that we got rid of them, tell us what the real story is. Just Let's go. <laughs> they're going to come right back. But uh, what I said is true, though. Watching the uh, the growth and development of the company is really interesting. So let's talk about, uh, you know, 2022, 2023. How have things gone? What do we look for in the future? And how are you continuing to grow K1? Yeah, no, I mean, a lot of the same. You know, we've, we've had the same sort of trajectory since about 2018 when we, when we really started to climb the ladder and grow. Um, we didn't change a whole lot during COVID. We're, you know, we were you know, lucky and smart in what we were doing. Um, you know, we had, we had invested heavily in manufacturing and heavy in textiles. And, um, you know, we spent pretty much the entire year of 2020 on the road and at racetracks. And, you know, we were sort of enlightened by the process that, you know, our brand's ability to grow really starts at that grassroots level, you know, whether it was with sprint cars or with, with IndyCar racing and NASCAR, but being at the racetrack, forming those partnerships and relationships, uh, you know, that was that that shifted our business model into, you know, we can't just be sitting at offices creating new products and advertising them on the internet. That's all a great thing, but you have to be down in the trenches with these guys. That's what we've continued to do. That's our business model. The guys and girls that work for me, they know that when they come on, that's what we're going to continue to do. So, you know, 22, 23, um, we got a lot of big things in the work, obviously, um, but they're all going to sort of follow that same path. We're going to uh, commit to being on the road um, to <laughs> a little bit to the chagrin of our, our families and uh, and some of the other uh, some of the other people that depend on us here at the offices. But um, it's what we got to do. Um, it's uh, it's proven to be successful at every single level in, in racing. And um, so that's that's really we haven't shifted much. We've. Uh, Obviously, we started to develop some new products, um, which we'll talk about a little bit, um, but not a lot changing on that side of things. It's more been focus on uh, manufacturing, getting better at what we've already produced, um, you know, dotting our I's, crossing our T's, um, and then forming new relationships. We've got a lot of partnerships with some big organizations that are helping to fuel our brand's uh, success, and, and so that's what we're really focused on right now. Excellent. No, and and uh, there's a lot of it. You know, the uh, pandemic. Nobody talks about it anymore because it was just uh, annoying and terrible. Um, but uh, people are still kind of coming out of it and getting stronger and faster and doing more. And travel is is a huge part of it. So, Jr. Like when it comes to your customers, what is the most important information 
that you need from them to do what you do well. And talk about that relationship that is growing and building and, and how you get to a point where your final product is what it is. Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, it's a good question. We, you know, we're primarily a custom suit and custom apparel company, you know, so that's, that's, that's our foundation. Um, all the other products that stem off of that come from that customization and that relationship with the customer. Education is a big part of that from, you know, for years, people, most race car drivers and stuff, they did, they just depended on the manufacturer giving them something that was safe, which is great. But knowing what they're buying, what they need to be wearing for whichever organization they're participating in is key, not only for them, but it's absolutely paramount for us. So when we start a relationship, we're talking to race car drivers, teams, everything. It's, it's the first thing we need to know is what is your goal? What kind of racing are you doing? There is so many different organizations now, which is great for our industry. It's great for racing as a whole, but it also becomes a little bit clouded in what is necessary, what's not necessary, what's legal, what's not legal, what, what's appropriate. So I guess the first thing I always, and my team always asks the driver is who are you racing with? What does their rule book say? You know, I mean, that's a big one. Everything is changing all the time you know they're they're implementing new procedures and new homologation standards with sfi and and with uh, fia so you have to be able to relay that information to us because we can't monitor it for every single racer that's out there so you know the first thing is obviously what are you doing um what's your goal uh obviously our goal is to keep you safe our goal is to make you look good and to keep you in the most innovative um I don't want to use the word lightweight. You know, I think in the last couple of years, we've all found the limits to what is capable uh, uh, in a, in safety gear. So we want to step back from that a little bit and help people understand, yeah, it's great to have the light, aromatic, you know, comfortable stuff. We don't want to get to the point of diminishing returns. We, the ultimate goal is to keep you safe. So we need to know right off the bat, what are you doing? Um, what's your main goal? And then providing us with you know, digital artwork, EPS files, illustrator files, things that are, if you want, especially at this time of year, when, gosh, I think my team was telling me yesterday, we've already got six to 700 um, inquiries for custom suits starting right now, which is honestly a little bit early, um, which, well, great, that's awesome. It, it means the customers doing their due diligence and understanding that, um, you know, manufacturing dates are going to get stretched out here pretty quick when we get into, obviously, NASCAR season and the beginning of, uh, of most race season comes up in February and March. So be ready, have your artwork in line, have an idea of what your ultimate goal is with your safety gear. We will educate you and provide you with everything else, but do do your due diligence and have that stuff ready. It's going to speed up the process and it's going to help us fit you in the correct suit, correct gloves, all the correct safety gear to get you down the road and get racing because it inspires confidence. Also, I think when the driver, the team knows that we've got, we, we have what you need, tell us what you're racing and we will get you done. We'll get you taken care of. They can get down the road and start planning for their season because it's a, right now it's a lot of building blocks for even teams that know what they're doing. It's a, you know, it's talking to sponsors, it's it's doing their media uh, uh, requirements, it's doing, you know, building the chassis, it's doing all that stuff. The last thing most of them want to think about is, oh, man, I forgot to order my driver's suit or I, you know, I, I, I don't know what I need here. It's like, we'll take care of you, just give us those and we'll, we'll get we'll get the ball rolling. And our custom suit program is not like anybody else's. I mean, it's it's quick, it's efficient, it's to the point we uh, and, and we want to take most of that um, responsibility out of their hands and, and put it on our shoulders. It's interesting to think about that uh, in terms of, uh, you know, like the fire suit 
probably other than the side of the car, the most uh, viewed aspect of any racing program. And I know when you're at a series and you've got uh, multiple primary sponsors, those photos in the fire suit, the everything that goes along with it, it's just, it's branding. It's branding. And so they want it to pop. They want it to look great. But at the same time, it's got to have the function of protecting the driver. It was interesting to hear you say that. Is that a, a challenge, balancing those two? People want an amazing suit that pops, that looks great, but it's got to adhere to uh, SFI or FIA uh, standards. So like, talk about the push-pull between those two things. Is there is there any challenge? Oh, it's a tremendous challenge. It's, um, you know, because again, it comes back to education. It's what the driver knows versus what we know um, or what they want versus what we know. You know, a lot of times we're spent negotiating. I mean, it's paramount for drivers to represent their brands. This is a this is an expensive uh, uh, lifestyle. It's an expensive sport. And, you know, a lot of these teams and companies are paying millions of dollars to be on these race cars, to be associated with them with these drivers and to really move the needle for their brand. So it's important that that is represented, especially on a fire suit, because like you said, you know, once they're in the car and even in the car nowadays, you know, with all the in-car in cameras, you know, a lot of the branding is still being seen in these cars. Um, when the guy's walking down pit road or doing interviews, you know, they're, they're seeing these uh, right in everybody's face. So it really is important. And it goes back to the beginning of, providing the right artwork, telling us what you want, what, what's important to you, to your sponsors. And then we have templates that are already arranged to, to put. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of times guys want to do something that's totally wild and crazy. And while I love that and I, and I appreciate the challenge, if it's not functional, we'll stop you right there. I mean, it's, it's, you know, we can't take a risk of, you know, not only the branding side of it, making it look a little funny, but, but it's also, you got to be able to wear it. You got to be comfortable in it and it has to have function. So yeah, Joe, it's a, uh, it's, it happens a lot more than you think, because once you give uh, a, a team or a driver um, sort of the, um, you know, opportunity, I guess, to uh, step in and start working on designs uh, with one of my team members or myself, you know, they immediately get really excited about it, like a little kid and oh, let's do this. And it's like, OK, hold on, let's uh, let's back up a little bit. Let's talk about, you know, function, functionality over over form here for a second. And let's make sure that we're 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 accompanying both aspects of that. So, yeah, it's huge. Um, but we've you know, like I said, my team, I do a ton of training, not only with my team, but with the drivers. And we education is is so key to my people and to the drivers to make sure they understand what it is they're wearing and why they can't do some of the things that they want to do. Excellent. I, I work in the NHRA and so recently pro stock, there was a rules update. Uh, used to have the two piece, right? Like fire pants, fire jacket, the gap in between. And then they were, you know, they made a rule saying, Hey guys, we want you to do it another way. One piece suit for the, uh, the added safety. And it's just interesting that evolution that continues to happen like you a fire will occur we had a couple of very high profile fires in the past few years and uh, not just in drag racing in all of motorsports even on some of the tv shows where it brings it back to reality like hey this thing as cool as it is to look at and the driver to wear their fire suit around um this thing is serving a function talk about just staying on the edge of uh, safety primarily yeah and you know you bring up a good point uh, we we had a lot of I don't want to say unfortunate because we expect it every year that somebody is going to catch on fire. They're going to test your material. They're going to test uh, the limits of, of what they have. 
that's happened uh, quite a bit in the last two years. And I got to, I do have to applaud, um, you know, NASCAR for one, um, the world of outlaws and, and uh, the world racing group. I know Brian's coming up next that um, they have started to put some serious talks into and implementing some new procedures for safety. You know, this next year, uh, all NASCAR drivers, crews, teams are going to be required to wear um, SFI or FIA approved underwear. It's, it's no longer a choice. It's a, it's a requirement. Um, that's great. You know, we can tell drivers all the time, Hey, you should be wearing undergarments that are made of Nomex that are made of Metaramid, that something that's going to protect you and give you that extra layer. But it's always sort of been the choice of that driver or team as to whether or not they want to do it. I understand the beef that, you know, because drivers are always what can make me most comfortable, most fast, the lightest weight. That's what we've always focused on. So it's going to be a little bit of a learning process for everybody, you know, and like I said, with the the outlaws and, and a lot of the sprint car teams now is implementing the fire suppression systems um, that they're going to be putting on board with these guys. Um, you know, it's always been where are we going to place it? How effective is it going to be? Um, it's going to add more weight. Obviously, the crew chiefs and the drivers don't want that. Um, but at the end of the day, with the amount of fires that are being when not only with safety gear, but a lot of the other parts and products that are on these race cars where they are pushing the limits of, you know, what is functional anymore, you got to add in that next layer of safety. So, you know, from our standpoint, it's always been, man, wear the socks, wear the balaclavas, wear the underwear, wear the gloves. Uh, you know, it's just, um, you can't educate people enough on that, especially when they keep, motorsports is about progression. It's always going to be, you know, that fine line of uh, that edge of how close can we get to it? You know, and, and, and a lot of cases they're, they're going over that edge now. And so it's like, bring back to reality, allow us to help you. And, and that's what our job is, is to, is to really start educating and helping them understand why this stuff is necessary. Yeah. I know that uh, people, the idea of a rule or a mandate is kind of against the code of a lot of people out there, but that having been said, if helmets weren't mandated, there'd be someone racing without one. I think we all like it. Was un, it's unfortunate, but it seems to be the case. It really is, you know, and, and we get it. We're, you know, we're all we've all been racing our whole lives. And most of us is what we do. We've, we've wanted to push the limits and thought, you know, I don't know that that's necessary. And you fight that battle in your head of, uh, you know, how can I just go faster and, and, and win races? Right. So we get it. Um, we applaud both sides of it. You know, I mean, but it's but it's our job. It's our responsibility that we take very serious that we're going to give you all of the opportunity and education to understand why this is important and, and to really just keep you safe so you can keep racing. What about uh, growth for your particular company? Not that you need any, JR, because you got 600 orders already and that's going to keep you guys busy. But uh, are you looking to scale? And, and here's what I think. Okay, there's certain people, Cup, uh, you mentioned World of Outlaws, that they're going to get a couple of suits for specific sponsors over the course of the season and, and use you guys for a, a custom alternative. But what about some of those racers that I'll call them grassroots racers? Maybe they want something higher level. They've been buying off the shelf, off the rack, if that's even a term for what you do. Yep. Are, are, hear, are hearing what uh, you're saying and saying, man, I'd like to invest a little bit. Like, how are you planning to scale and grow your business? And what's that strategy like for K1? Yeah, sure. So, you know, we have a couple of different departments in our team and a couple of different team members that we've decided that that we have represent different uh, segments of motorsports. Um, it, you know, one of my main girls, McKenna, who uh, is actually she's in Pensacola at Snowball Derby right now. Um, you know, she handles most of our um, 
our Mooresville Pro Shop, she handles most of the NASCAR teams and the, you know, the local uh, racers who participate in, um, you know, UMP modified stuff. Um, you know, all the Florida racers and, and those segments of that market, we've tried to associate a certain team member to manage each of those, you know, so not everybody is trying to do, you know, I, I, I basically anymore, I'm, I'm handling most of the business affairs, but I still, you know, I manage all the Kyle Larson stuff. Um, you know, I, I, I manage all of Ricky Stenhouse's stuff. I, I take care of a few of our, our premier athletes, you know, and, and, um, but I found the best way to keep, continued growth is to assign uh, a teammate to a uh, partnership with, with certain series, you know, um, Jacob, my guy out of Indianapolis, he, he wears uh, so many hats, you know, he does such a good job for us, but he is really working on handling uh, most of that territory um, and, and working with uh, going, we're, we're sort of dipping our toe into um, the indie market and indie lights and um, USF 2000 series, you know, so, uh, we, I have found the way to sustain growth is not to, you know, having these guys calling 1-800 numbers. It's just not, it, it's not, it's not sustainable for any of us because it just gets lost. You know, the, the partnership and the, and the attention to detail gets lost. So it's been more important for us to assign team members to specific organizations, educate them on that and have them handle uh, those in particular. So they're not getting overwhelmed, especially during this time of the year. Yeah, no, I, I people love that. Uh personalized connection in everything they've got, especially a, a product that is so vital. It goes in the bag at the end of the, the day, but once you start racing, like there's nothing more important than your safety gear. Yeah. And, you know, we've had to, we've also had to reestablish and, and sort of diversify our manufacturing capabilities and move them around. I mean, we manufacture all over the world. You know, we used to be in a couple different areas, some in the Middle East, some in China, some in the United States and North America. Um, you know, a lot of our gloves and underwear now are all coming out of Italy because we've had to transition to find a particular product that works with a specific organization and builds the best product. So that's been part of my goal over the last year or two is just really diversifying and finding manufacturing partners who can build a specific product that is built for uh, that that particular arena because there's just some places that can't do it or can't do it efficiently enough to uh, provide the customer or the end user with the with the best product. So. I think we're probably one of the more diverse uh, companies in the safety gear industry because we don't necessarily have to manufacture everything in-house in one building. We can, we can, we've built partnerships with really trusted people all over the world. So we're, you know, that's helped us a lot. That post-COVID strategy, that's very interesting to hear you talk about that. And uh, we've heard, you know, the past couple of years, the supply chain, supply chain, to diversify your supply chain. So if, you know, one country can't do it, you can ramp up in another. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it's nice to be able to say, oh, you know, we, we have to do everything right here to control. It's like, yeah, but know your limitations also. There's some companies that just do better things than others. And you've got to be able to forge those partnerships and have access. I mean, right now, and this has been a common, uh, uh, you know, I, I talk to our dealers and distributors about this all the time, is this just supply chain. I'm so tired of hearing it, honestly. It's 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 painful for me to say, but I understand it, right? Um, we didn't experience a lot of the issues that some of our competitors and other companies did with supply chain because we just were a little bit ahead of the curve. Not any better than those guys in, in, in any form or sense of the word. We just happened to, be, we hit the timing right, call it lucky, call it good. But we were we were ahead of it. We had a, a, a large supply of textiles out of Europe. 
Um, you know, our partners in France, they seem to manage it a little bit better than some of the other companies did as, as far as producing. Um, so we, you know, we stayed ahead of it. It's not to say that we haven't had the same supply chain issues. Um, for the most part, we've stayed ahead of it though. So we didn't have that concern. And I, and listen, I, 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 I don't, um, I, I sympathize, you know, or empathize with those companies. It, it's a difficult process when you have to depend on, um, on hard materials and textiles, uh, from other manufacturers. It's, it's, it really is a difficult thing, but you have to be diverse in this day and age. JR, is there anything that we haven't touched on yet that you want to go into as we, uh, we've got our audience out there and they're thinking about safety equipment. They're thinking about getting orders in designs, all of these things. Um, but maybe there's something that I didn't touch on that you wanted to. No, you did a great job. I mean, it, it really is just about this time of year, knowing, uh, you know, anytime we can get out in front of the audience and really tell them, hey, your measurements are key, get it done, follow our video links and everything to make sure you're doing it exactly how we want it done. Excuse me. Um, you know, providing us with artwork ahead of time, getting us all your logos, getting us all your artwork, um, your sponsors uh, requirements, um, you know, if they've got some sort of, you know, uh, brand guideline, make sure that we have it. Um, it's going to put you faster in the line and, and help us. Um, you know, our manufacturing capabilities right now, you know, running about four to five weeks is some of the quickest in the industry. We can rush them in two to three weeks if we have to. Um, it's not always the case. Uh, so don't rely on that. Do your due diligence and get us uh, the stuff that we need to be able to um, produce your stuff in a, in a timely manner. But um, no, I mean, I think we covered, you know, most of what we're doing. Um, I, I just, uh, you know, I can't stress it enough. It's just, um, you know, when we go through, you know, November and, uh, you know, I just recently I was out here in California and, and you know, they're still racing after the outlaws were done and all the guys came out and ran the West Coast uh, Midget Series and, and Turkey Night and, and, you know, you got a little tiny bit of downtime right now, but then you go, oh, no, I got the Snowball Derby. And as soon as the snowball derby is over, I mean, I, I leave here and fly back tomorrow and I go straight to Indianapolis for, for uh, PRI next week. And, um, you know, one of the big things we had going that I did want to announce, uh, too, is that um, our partners up at uh, Victory Custom Trailers, we're building a brand new 35-foot uh, uh, show hauler um, that will be on the road for about 48 weeks next year. Um, so every, uh, we are going to be trackside at, we'll have an event schedule also that, uh, that shows everybody where we're going to be, but, um, yeah, we, uh, new truck and trailer and rig that'll be full of all of our K1 gear and, um, trackside. So we'll be able to support, uh, more on that, uh, level. That's awesome. Uh, and, and you said it early on, uh, getting back out on the road to the chagrin of the families, but there's no better place than at the track. Right. Well, that's where everyone is. And I know most people have their gear at that point, but there's usually some downtime to go and do a little investigation, maybe get fitted or measured for something and see what the cutting edge is. Well, it's just a huge opportunity to be able to 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 meet with us. And again, forge those relationships. It's uh, we're a unique brand. Um, you know, when you come in, it sounds cliche, your family. I mean, we take care of you. So if we can meet you, shake your hand, measure you ourselves, show you the product, let you touch it, feel it, understand what it is that you're looking at that's that's paramount you know I, i'm lucky and and most of my guys and girls that work for me are lucky they're they're married to race car drivers they have um you know my my wife uh, uh fortunately is not in the racing industry um but you know she's lived with me and 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 she's seen it for over 25 years um you know they're going to take off in the truck and trailer with me and and head to florida for speed week so um i it's nice to have them with me at that time so yeah i mean it's uh 
they understand that the, the success that we're having is due in part to all of us as a family being on the road together. Um, I don't sit in offices. I, I just don't, I mean, I don't even have one. Um, I'm right now I'm sitting in our showroom in, uh, San Diego, California, um, not so sunny San Diego, California. Um, and then I'll head back to my house in Texas and, uh, do a little visiting with my guys up in Indy with Jacob. And, um, then we'll head over to Mooresville and load the trailer and, uh, be ready for speed weeks and, uh, coming up in about a month. So, yeah, I mean, it's, um, right now is a very hectic time but it's what we live for on our side of it. This is our uh, crown jewel time. It's time for us to show off and show up. Uh, and, um, you know, we got, like I said, we've got some really, really big things. I've got, you know, something I'd love to announce right now. I just, unfortunately, I can't. Do uh, it. Come yeah. on. Do well, it. All I can say is I can, I, can, I can tease that it has something to do with the, uh, the racing capital of the world. So that's all I can say at this moment. Um, but when I do, I will make sure that I get a hold of, uh, of Francis and Judy and um, make sure we make a big announcement. But um, yeah, no, we're, uh, you know, we're just, we're taking baby steps and, and just keep doing what we're doing. Um, we're, we invite everybody to get out to the racetrack, um, enjoy what our great country has to offer in motorsports. I mean, we're unlike any other country out there. Um, there are so many different uh, great racing series that that put on such an amazing show. I mean, we were just out at the midget races and um, and 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 Merced and just watching, going, how is not everybody in the world at this thing right now? I mean, it's it's some of the best racing that I'd seen all year. Um, and you know, we're obviously super excited about the Chili Bowl coming up, um, and then uh, you know, launching right into Florida at Speed Weeks. You know, we'll be down at Volusia uh, Raceway Park with um, with our partners at World Racing Group, and we'll be set up there. But, it, you know, we will be at New Smyrna, we will be down in Tampa, we will be at East Bay that, and at Daytona for the entire month. So we will be around. One of my associates will be there. Come see us, get fitted, talk to us, touch it and feel it. And um, we're going we're gonna to keep, uh, we're just going to keep digging. Great job, JR. Thank you very much. Good luck. And uh, we'll see you at the races. Joe, thank you. I appreciate it. You, you, hey. you are everywhere. <laughs> I am everywhere, Judy. I, we keep missing each other, though. I haven't seen you other than uh, on this little screen. And uh, I don't know, it's been a, over a year or so. Yeah, yeah. But thinking of Billy, Health, Billy Hess's uh, race shop. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, our shop, our pro shop there in Mooresville is right next door. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we've, uh, we've, we took over the old Bell building there and they're down our neighbors on the other side. So yeah, well, if you're ever out in Mooresville, I may not be there, but uh, go in and see one of my guys and girls there. They're, uh, they got all of our goodies there too. So they'd be happy to see you guys. Promise I will. Thank you so I'll much. I'll see you next week. I, oh yeah, I, of course. I mean, we. I wouldn't. I, that'll be great. I. I forgot all about that. We leave here and go, you know, straight to that deal. So yeah. <laughs> well, I haven't been for three years, so I'm really looking forward to going. I was going to say. I mean, uh, you guys uh, just all of a sudden disappeared there. I wonder why. Hmm. <laughs> COVID. Thank you, Jr. Thank you for your time today. Great, thank great. you, guys. Registering on ePARTRADE is easy. To start, click on the Join for Free button on the homepage. First, search your company to see if it's already in our database. If you see your company on the list, click on it to select it. Then, choose Claim Company if you are one of the decision makers, an owner, marketing person, or main company contact. Or choose Join Company if you are an employee, and press Continue. If you couldn't find your company in our database, select Register a New Company. On the following page, fill out your name, email, phone number, 
job title, and choose a secure password. If you chose register a new company, you'll need to choose your business type. Select supplier if you're looking to display products or services and connect with buyers. Choose racing business if you're looking to source new parts and connect with suppliers. Choose race team if you own or are a member of a professional race team. Then, enter your company name. Please provide a website, Facebook page, or LinkedIn if you have one, and choose to either claim or join the company. You can view and agree to our terms of use here. If you'd like to receive our weekly newsletter, choose Accept. Finally, click Register Now and your registration will be submitted for approval. An email will be sent to your inbox. Please confirm your email address and you will be approved shortly. Welcome to ePartrade.